Hello, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, the podcast where myself and a few of my friends get together and discuss nerdy things. Just a reminder, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to Seriously Pointless Conversations' YouTube channel, or you can find us on your favorite podcasting apps. Thank you for your support. Without you, none of this would be possible. Thanks for coming by. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations about Culture, your Seriously Pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things across time and your, I guess you'd say, Nazi-killing campaigns, James? Everyone likes killing Nazis. I mean, this is true. Not I mean, Nazi zombies. I mean, to be, so. to, be, to be fair, even Nazis like to kill other Nazis. Let's, let's be fair. I mean, yes. <laughs> to be sure. <laughs> That's a, a surprising to... number, actually. It's kind of, kind of creepy, but... <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. My name is David. I am again joined by my wonderfully bearded host, James. How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm a little tired. It's been a long day at work. We're doing this at the end of the day uh, for work. Normally, we do this kind of in the middle of the day, but it's it's been a little bit of rough. But I I have a, I actually understand that uh, you had a little bit of a rougher week than I did. So. <laughs> yeah, I had a run-in with COVID again. <laughs> it happens. It's an occupational hazard. It's like my third or fourth time, and it kicked my butt this time. I Sometimes it I, does that, right? I spent a solid week on the couch, like fevers and sweats. I lost my sense of smell again. I was yelling things incoherently at the TV at some points. It was... It was a whole. Thing. I mean, there's worse thing. Did Kelly at least videotape a little bit of it? No, no. Uh, she had. She gave you a little bit of dignity. Yeah, she did. She <laughs> she understands there's a short list of people she's allowed to mock me with, and <laughs> video recordings are not typically included in that. I but I'm sure really. next time she sees you, she'll feel the need to make fun of me at some point. I, so it's, if it makes you feel better, <laughs> if you want to ever ask my sister about weird things I do when I'm when I'm like either under the influence or incoherent uh ask her about the time i got my wisdom teeth out and they took me back home and i was still under uh and was it wasn't but it's the drugs that numb you up basically apparently she asked me what movie i wanted to watch and you can ask her the answer to that and it was definitely something juvenile and <laughs> um being a young 20 something male you can imagine what i told her i wanted to watch so fun fact david is actually the original charlie Bittman. Probably, yeah, <laughs> probably a hundred percent. So, yeah, I totally. I was definitely. I was definitely. I, I, that's why God help us. You know, that's. I love these things, but I hate these things because they catch every minute of your life if you want to let them. You no, know, we had the benefit of a anonymous childhood. Yes, very you much know, so. We did all sorts of stupid things that shall not be named, like with the Boy Scouts and stuff. Yeah, and it's not recorded for posterity. Uh, to be fair, though, we did find out that Kool Aid packets do make the fire change colors. That's all you need to know. They do, in fact, do that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the fun stuff. But so at least on your, I guess, lack of a better word, your uh, your hiatus from mm-hmm. uh, the bre- the waking world. Yes. Did you see? So you, you obviously were sitting there. You said you were screaming random things at television. Do you remember anything you watched or played at all? Um. I did play a fair bit of Satisfactory. I yeah, I know. which I was going at that one, and I hope I talked about that one last time. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But now I've gotten up to close to the max tech level on Satisfactory. Now of it's gotten to nightmarish complication levels. That's a good thing, though. And I don't know. I'm kind of running into a dead end on that one because it's getting to where doing small things requires increasingly large amounts of effort, and it's getting <laughs> to where it's not worth it anymore. 
it's not some it's not fun anymore, James. It's, it's becoming a job and not so much fun. So <laughs> I I did kill a little time. I played a short walk on the beach. No, a short hike. Short hike. Yeah, yeah. A short hike came on the Game Pass, and I had a lot of fun with that. Good. One. That one's pretty relaxing. Very relaxing. Very cute. Uh, the art's great. It's very low key. You can blow through it in almost 100 in just a couple hours. Oh wow! So it's, it's real short and it's fun, and I definitely recommend it. I might have to check that one out. So, anything else, or did you uh, did you get a chance to watch? You said you were watching TV. Did you get to watch it? Was it anything you remember or any anime you cared about? Uh, I did start on One Piece. In seriousness, uh, I I fiddled with it here and there, and I never got past episode like 10 or 15 or so. Apple, like, Usopp's yeah. arc is bad. Yeah, and I just never quite managed to get past it. But the One Piece live action came out, and it's actually quite good. Okay, I enjoyed that a lot, and so I finally like started actually watching One Piece, and we're up to like episode fifty or something now. So wow, you guys are. Blazing. I don't know how far we're going to actually get into it because this is still like thirteen, like yeah, of the show. But <laughs> we've done it's, some of it. I, you're a braver man than I am. I have definitely thought about that several times, but like my run-ins with like Naruto. And even just dabbling in Dragon Ball Z, like never really, I never really got super duper into Dragon Ball Z, but man, like my dabblings with Naruto and like, I don't know if you remember Fairy Tale or not, but that's another one of those. Kelly really loved Fairy Tale. It's one of those, it is, I kind of like, I get about halfway through them and I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> kind of thing, that's what I think of myself. I was like, this just, just keeps going. Or like, for lack of a better, like Hunter x Hunter is kind of like another one of those proto ones that are a little bit longer. Yeah, Hunter x Hunter is actually really good. It is really good. It's just very long, and that's it's the extremely long. and that's yeah. the problem I run into is like I don't know, and I like I really like these shorter animes and the shorter seasons. Like Doctor Stone is like a perfect example of that. I could watch that, you know, no, I hear perfectly. You. So these these kind of this newer, more modern, like twelve to twenty four episode, yep. faster paced ones, they're nice. Kind of the feeds the ADD in me a little bit, so <laughs> perfectly. But anyway, what have you been up to? So, I don't know if you noticed, I'm sure I, I mean, I was talking to you guys about this on, on our Discord channel with our, with our buddies, and I've uh, been playing a lot, and when I mean a lot, I mean like 20 hours of like Sea of Stars. I'm actually tw- on the end game already. It's really, really fun. So, Sea of Stars is the same kind of thing that you run into. Um, it came out on Game Pass a while ago. It's a, uh, it's a uh, JRPG style game, but I think, I believe... I might be it's wrong on this. It's heavily Chrono Trigger inspired. Yeah, I, and, and but it's always just it's it's heavily JRPG in, inspired mm-hmm. because it's got lots of different elements from different types of JRPGs. Like it has the Chrono Trigger like pixel art, like the way it looks and like how you interact with things. But at the same time, it has uh, Super Mario RPG uh, timing uh, during the attacks and the defense okay, stuff. That's cool. Um, but then it also has like FF, I believe it's FF six or nine. I think it's FF six, uh, where you can swap out our tactics, final fantasy tactics stuff where you can swap out your, um, your characters for other characters and things like that. And so it's very interesting and fun the way they have that set up. So it takes a lot of these, uh, like a lot of these, uh, different functionalities that they have within the, uh, these JRPGs and kind of meshes into one. And on top of that, the story is actually really, really good and heartfelt. I was amazed at how good it was. Play that one, because I saw it came up on Zero Punctuation last week. Yes. And Yahtzee, who is a notorious JRPG hater, actually liked it. So, So, fun fact is, I don't think it's actually made by a Japanese company. I think it's made by, it's either a French company or a French-Canadian company. I think you're right about that, yeah. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but yeah, it's it's, it's definitely an homage to all those... 
early like SNES style game uh, RPG games. And I'm like I said, I would highly recommend this to anybody that likes JRPG or RPGs or anybody that just wants to try it because this this scratched. I have a hard time getting into RPG like turn based RPGs like kind of like. It's hard Throw to that. find one that scratches the right itch. And this definitely does it in so many get, ways. They can get boring really easily. Yes. And, and, and there's points in this where I'm like, okay, I you know, I'm a little kind of bored on this. But like for the vast, I'm talking like 95% of it, I'm like, I love this. Right. It, it was phenomenal. So I'm just trying to clear out some of that in-game stuff. And, uh, and you have the obligatory bad guy turns into a god at the end. I don't know. I haven't gotten to the end yet. Because, I, I mean, it's terrible storytelling, but at this point, it wouldn't really be a Japanese RPG without the villain turning into an evil god at the end of the game. No, they really haven't gotten that. You know, they uh, they definitely... So the good thing about this I is mean, there's a be... lot there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor and references to, like, old uh, RPG or JRPG tropes. Yeah. Like, so um, uh, there is definitely a character that you play, and her name is... Cliche, <laughs> so it's nice. there, and but it's spelled in a weird way, and there's lots of little things like that in there, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's like there's actually an extra end, like like a, a end game boss that you. It's not the main boss, but that you have to fight him, and then literally when whenever you beat him, the uh, the trophy that pops is like, hey, that's just a reskin. <laughs> <laughs> So it's I'll they play they definitely have understand where they're coming from on all that stuff. So, but uh, but yeah, other than that, man, movie like uh, stuff wise, I really haven't been watching a whole lot. I had so I did go down a rabbit hole. Um, I, I throw it on in the background while I'm, while I'm working. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's called For All Mankind. Okay. So it's it's an alternate history about the uh, space program, mm-hmm. and you know how um, obviously everyone knows the United States got to the moon first. Yeah. And this one, the Russians get to the moon first. Mm-hmm. And so it like really like invigorates the NASA programs mm-hmm. to the point of where we have to, that we start like, we make a moon base in like the early, like the mid seventies. Oh, so like the space arms race just continues instead of. Yes. Out. Yes. Very much. So to the point to where like now I'm getting to the season and like, it's like the mid nineties and they've already got a humongous moon base going on. And, yeah. but they also have like, they have uh, Earth, uh, Earth, uh, 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 orbiting space hotels oh, for like ultra rich folks. Like <laughs> it's really interesting. So, um, but I I've enjoyed it so far. Um, but it doesn't really just focus on like the geopolitical politics about it. It really focuses on like the astronauts and the people that are working mm-hmm. like at NASA and trying to make things move and like how how like how they you know their personal lives and how they move about it it's really interesting it's it's got a little bit of heart to it so it's it's good enough that i am enjoying it it's, i think it's on apple tv or whatever it was i found it online somewhere but it's i think it's that's the folks that make it but it's really good i've actually i've been pleasantly surprised with it, so okay. but but it also scratches that alternate history uh, speaking of alternate histories going off of our intro you guys were probably like, okay, this is a random thing to be talking about, killing Nazis and whatnot. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into it. We are going to be talking about Wolfenstein, The New Order, which is happens to be, I'll be honest with you, this is probably one of my favorite uh, linear uh, story, like first-person shooter games ever. One of my, it's honestly one of my favorite first-person shooters ever because it just, I'm not a huge fan of first-person shooters, but the fact that it's like, I don't know just more story driven as opposed to like 
Call of Duty kind of thing, where I'm just never really into that all that yeah, much. Yeah, I know you've never been into competitive shooter type stuff. I've never really... I, player shooters I, I was a little bit when I was younger, when I played like Halo with all the, guy, with all the guys yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it's like, a difference. I mean, that was like the old land party situation. Yeah, you're, see, you're sitting there eating Totino's pizza, drinking I mean, a liter of Mountain Dew. Is, or, it, is it the Halo or is it the Mountain Dew and pizza that you're loving? It's probably know, the Mountain Dew and pizza, I'll be honest with you. It's a, I don't know if people are still doing land parties with their friends, but it's a it's a different environment than the yes. uh, play on the couch on yeah, on, is... you know six different Xboxes together. It's not quite the oh same. my it's, lord, it's not the same experience. Yeah, it definitely it definitely is different. I mean, I even like I mean the fact that now everything's been digitized and it's all over the internet. I mean, you're basically doing that with you know uh, Twitch and all that stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, though, it's still something to say about sitting on a couch. Like, that's why I honestly, I like going over to your place or, mm-hmm. you know, you're coming here and for we're sure. just shooting the breeze, watching something and, and just are playing something for that matter. It's just something different. It's something about sitting in person with each other and interacting with each other and not looking at each other over a screen a little bit. So it's about spending time. Yeah, that's right. Because then I get to hold your hand, James. That's it's cool. true. You have warm hands, unlike my wife. So <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. It's not her fault. She's got poor circulation. But anyways. So like I said, we're going to be talking about Wolfenstein The New Order, which just like a little bit of a brief overview before we kind of get into the gush. So Wolfenstein The New Order is a 2014 action-adventure first-person shooter video game developed by Machine Games and published by, the- by Bethesda Softworks. Uh, it was released in 2014 for all the major platforms at the time, including uh, PC. Uh, the, ba- the game is actually... Uh, most people... You know, this was their first entry into the Wolfenstein series, but this is actually the seventh game in entry into the series. Um, and like I said earlier, it it is an alternate history of 1960s Europe where the Nazis win the Second World War. And the story actually follows our uh, the main character who is actually throughout all the games. His name is William B.J. Blaskowitz, and he basically tries to stop the Nazis from taking over the world. So it's uh, it's I didn't realize there were so many of them. Really? I, mean, I remember playing the arcade version, which I don't know if everyone ever did this one back in the day, but mm-hmm. it wasn't even, it was one of those shooters on rails, right? Where kind of the game advances your character along a predetermined path at a set rate. And then yes. you had to, usually you had like one of those free form, you know, like duck hunter type guns where yes. you were had to just shoot the Nazis. And if you fell behind, you just lost. And so it's definitely true. So like, and that was what I remember of the series back in the day. Yep. I do remember it did have a story, unlike something like <laughs> Doom, which was pretty much like, hey, there's aliens, shoot them all. Yeah, I mean, that is one of those things. It's, it's, it, I think that maybe it was one of those adaptation type things that they just kind of threw in a cabinet that they had for us to play. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... So just going off of everything, man. So this is kind of like here's here's the I'll just go through the timeline. Eighty one Castle Castle Wolfenstein, eighty four Beyond Castle Wolfenstein, ninety two is Castle Wolfenstein or Wolfenstein three D, mm-hmm. uh, Spear of Destiny, and then uh, two thousand one is Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Two thousand and three is Wolfenstein Enemy Territory. They have a Wolfenstein RPG in 08, and then Wolfenstein in 09, and then after that it's all the new stuff. Yeah. So you probably played. Uh, Maybe either like Return to Wolfenstein. I think it was Return to Castle Wolfenstein. It's, that yeah. would be that would be probably pretty correct, considering that there's been such a long iteration. But so actually, the first Wolfenstein actually was funny. I, I looked this up um, before we get into like where I land. I actually first ran into it. They actually first came out with it on the 
the old uh, 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 DOS machines, like the old Ma- uh, Windows, like the early Windows and the early yeah. Apple machines. Mm-hmm. And it's not even, it wasn't actually even made by um, like uh, the original, Bethesda. Like the, the original it was, it was actually, yeah. yeah, it was actually built up by a, a one guy. And I'm, I'm going to be getting so much trouble for missing his name. But the guy that wrote it, uh, actually wrote it, he built it all himself, programmed mm-hmm. it all himself. And it's got that old like pixel art that looks kind of like Atari-ish almost. Yeah. But it's but he actually named this guy, you know, William Blatskowitz is what mm-hmm. his name, and he actually does all the names and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's the whole thing. It's like you're trying to escape the Wolfenstein Castle, uh, and it's it's really well it's it's really well done considering the time. The fact that it actually has like colored pixels to the to display yeah. the different people, so it's really cool to see that. But unfortunately, uh, I was reading about it a little bit. He kind of fell on hard times, and nobody really picked it up because it was. It just didn't really go anywhere. So he had actually sold the rights to a, a lady in uh, Balt or is Boston or Baltimore, one of the two. Hmm. Uh, and then um, Id actually ended up picking it up. The guys that made Doom. Yeah. <laughs> so they actually they were trying to make a make a fast buck because the guys they had actually bought the um, <laughs> they had actually bought the, the the licensing for it and from this lady for like really cheap is only like a couple thousand dollars, which is insane. Oh, wow. yeah. It's insane. And they actually uh, outsourced the uh, uh, programming to another studio or another studio for quite a bit of money because they were trying to finish up Doom, right? And they're like, hey, yeah. make it like this. Well, that studio basically dropped out like at the at 11th hour and mm. they were like, oh, shit, we've got to get this done because mm. we're legally bound to make this game for yeah. this company. Because that's back in the day, you took out money. You got money from publishers to make the game beforehand because a lot of these guys yeah. didn't have couldn't fund it all. Mm-hmm. And so, so you get if you want to, if you really want to get into it and, and look it up, you learn about these guys, John Romero and John Carmack. Okay, these are the guys that are like they make they make Doom. Yeah, they basically do these like massive crunches, like talking, mm-hmm. like working, like nonstop out like 12, 14, 16 hour days, basically living there in the office for like weeks. They do the death march, yeah, yeah, basically to try to get this thing out in time, and they do. And they actually get it out before Doom, and mm-hmm. it comes out, and it's a huge success. And that's actually it's like a Doom like precursor essentially. Yeah. And they do the whole uh, shareware thing, mm-hmm. like they did a lot of these old games, yeah. where they basically said the first episode is free, guys, and they give away on these 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 old floppy mm-hmm. disks, yeah. and you get a call at the end of the game once you get into the end of level. There's a little phone number that pops up on the screen. Yeah, it says, order the rest. Yeah. Order the rest here for the rest mm-hmm. of them. Uh, that was a really cool thing that made me kind of remember like, oh, crud, I don't, I don't remember this. I hadn't <laughs> thought about this for years. Because that was definitely a thing because I remember stealing I your dad. I don't remember if your dad, I don't know if it was your your dad or somebody else's dad had the old Doom flop uh, floppies, essentially. Uh, we had it on a CD. It was, we didn't have the floppy. Part. I could, Yeah, I couldn't remember who it was. but yeah, well, that We definitely had a copy of the Doom, nine, the 95 version of yeah. Doom with the network capabilities. Yeah, that's that's one of those big things, though. But yeah, it's that was really, really kind of maybe a flashback. But obviously, over time, it gets bought by Bethesda. And mm-hmm. that's where this one actually comes in. So so you're saying, if I remember correctly, so the only interaction you ever had with the Wolfenstein series was with the cabinet, right? Played the cabinet in the arcade. And I want to say my Uncle John was into it for a little while. Okay. Because, like, we had started, we had done a few, like, gaming parties when I was, like, eight or nine. Yeah. On the old Doom 95. Yeah. And getting that to work on multiple computers was a hassle. But it, was, <laughs> but it could be done. Yeah. And he tried to get me onto Wolfenstein 
at the time, and uh-huh. I just never really quite got into it. No, I, I get it, man. It's it's one of those things that's kind of like... The shooters were never really super my thing either. It's kind of what I said. It's like, that's why I kind of was always... It was always like a party game for me. Like, yeah, I played it with groups of people, but it wasn't something I just sat Yeah, I was never good at either. It's like, you know, I played a lot of GoldenEye, but never, like, the single-player campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you make me cry a little bit. That's what I love. See, I think that's where I got a lot of my love for these single-player uh, first-person shooter-like campaigns. And a lot of people make fun of them, but... It really, for me, it really kind of like moves the story forward, right? And it kind of gives it gives life to something that otherwise would be kind of like dull. It's yeah. kind of like a little part of me is glad that like um, this. I think this is where a lot of companies, especially uh, uh, oh, blanking on the on the name, uh, uh, World of Warcraft guys, um, Blizzard, they yeah. did really really well with uh, uh, Overwatch initially because they fleshed out the story. I, I know they definitely had their trips, their falls, but yeah, they, they, they the fleshed out the world. Was great. It was full of heart. They fleshed out the world because the you could. Can you definitely shit the bed? Oh yeah, absolutely. I I hundred percent agree with that. But you know for a fact that like they took that and they kind of like they took a a, a shooter essentially mm-hmm. and they put life into it. Right? They put yeah, story it behind great. it. It had a lot of heart. But if you don't do that, it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just a dumb shooter that's why i never really got into the uh oh the unreal tournaments and all that stuff yeah. because it's not really i'm sure there's a story behind there but it's it's so vague and i'm just like it's not really something i really get into so yeah, but that's really that's why i like this game a lot because i think that's that's they kind of saw what made it really great and I, there's not really any i in the old wolfenstein games especially you can really only choose to be either American or Nazi. It's just mm. like, okay, you're going to go around. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing really <laughs> fun <Simple>. there. <laughs> you just go around and kill each other, and it's got the same kind of gameplay as, like, those Doom games where you run around those those uh, uh, really square rooms, mm-hmm. and you try to kill each other. Well, they, they took that, like, linear stuff, and they basically elevated it into the 3D world, which is New Order. So, So just a little bit about the development. Considering I know you really didn't uh, uh, play it a whole much, and like I said, this is one of my favorite franchises. Yeah, so after uh, so after Machine Games was founded, the employees began brainstorming about ideas and pitching them to the publishers. Um, and obviously, Machine Games gets acquired by ID Software, which these are the guys. Like I said, this is back in two thousand nine that made you know Doom, Quake, and the old Wolfenstein. And so, Machine Games starts developing this new game in Wolfenstein series. Well, they they had already tried to kind of move into the 3D space in some of the old iterations, and they went heavy on the occult stuff, <laughs> like weird science stuff, and that would be Wolfenstein, I believe it was 3D. The only thing better than zombies, sorry, the Nazis is Nazi zombies. Yeah, that's right, Nazi zombies, that's right, that are like cyborg Nazi zombies, but... It's it was one of those bizarre things, but essentially they they thought to themselves they're like, well, why don't we just make it an alternate history as opposed to like keep yeah. going the way it's going and make it really weird. So it took them about you know development took about three years for them to get through, which to be fair, that was fairly normal for these types of games. You know, longer development times, especially if you're going to try and do a big a big a big campaign as big as it was. So well, this is also. If memory serves, was this uh, written on the Unreal Engine or was this a custom engine? No, yeah. So this actually ends up coming in on the, uh, the Unreal Engine. This is one of the first or like early develop or, or, or first early adopters 
of the Unreal Engine onto this. Because I know, like, pre-Unreal Engine, 3D games had to have a custom engine made for them. Yes. And so that's why a lot of these games have long dev cycles. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, and... And after a while, like obviously they, they made they laid the foundation with the with the uh, the Unreal Engine, but they really want to flesh out this world and make it more of um, somewhat realistic. But they also want to kill, still kind of keep that playful, like okay, this is obviously there are cyborgs and there's kind of like the, obviously Nazis are freaking insane people already because they do all these eugenic things so they're going to try and mess with you know people and enhance they want them some so. of that pulp sci-fi a little bit yeah because but you, a little grounded yeah because you even have that in the early like the early really uh, the early uh, wolfenstein game there's actually mm-hmm. like a commando you have to fight and he's got like gatling gun arms he's like the first boss <laughs> at the end of the level yeah. and so you're obviously like oh crud because you kind of like you breeze through that that whole first level and then at the very end is like oh this guy's like really tough so you have to really work hard to kill him mm-hmm. and you kind of have that in this they kind of take that a little bit and put that in this game so much so that if you if you try to get all the achievements on here the end like the very last boss is such a pain in the ass to kill <laughs> he that's that's what they do to you like other than that it's not too bad but they do take a lot of things and they 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 from the old games and they incorporate it into the new, into the new game. Like they keep in, uh, BJ Blazkowicz is the main character. They keep the main villain against him is this guy is, is, uh, he's, his, his name is like, he's like a, his name's is death's head. Mm-hmm. He's a general, but he's also like a scientist, in the Nazi army. And he's just absolutely insane. He basically is just like a masochist guy that basically cuts up people and puts them back together. However he wants to make, monstrosities essentially <laughs> i mean it's very much so like, <laughs> pretty much essentially people are just playthings to him essentially he's like your quintessential mad scientist then. oh very much so but the whole like basis of the story is like um without spoiling too much like you're going in like the allies are obviously kind of like on the ropes and they go in to try to do a uh, raid on this death's head like main compound like early like in like the mid 1940s uh, before, you know, I think it's like early 1940s, whenever we first enter the, the war or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And BJ gets captured along with his, his crew that's flying in just because they have all these, they're just technologically outpatched essentially. He manages to escape, but he gets, he, he gets his head knocked. He loses consciousness. He gets re- he gets uh, rescued by um, some locals. I think he's in France at the time, possibly if I remember correctly, or Belgium, one of the two. They basically put him in like a a hospital for people that have like mental issues or like recovery, okay. essentially. And that's kind of weird. Come out of there, and he wakes up right at the time where like the Nazis are basically coming in, and just like, oh, this is like a a place like they're just doing the Nazi thing. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, these people are, are basically undesirables. Pop, pop, pop. We're going to get rid of them all essentially. Okay. And that's where, and he's like, Oh, he wakes up and he's like, Oh, I can finally move again. I kind of like get out of my haze. Mm-hmm. And when he does it, he starts killing them all. But that's when he also figures out, Oh shit, this is like 10 years later or like <laughs> six years later or something like that. And so he kind of freaks out and he's like, so there's a definitely a time jump there. And he's just like, well, what the hell happened? They're like, Oh, they drop the they drop the a bomb on New York kind of thing. Oh gosh! So it's 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 definitely like it's like oh crap shit like we went down. So he's kind of like 
but he's still got that like American fervor where he's just like, well, this is stupid and I'm going to fix it (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing. And so you kind of pick up from there and he kind of finds this resistance group that's working within the third Reich essentially and kind of works with them. And they're like, Oh, we've heard of you. You're BJ Blatskowitz. And they and as you go through, you meet different kind of characters. Kind Half Life Two, where like kind you, of yeah, you kind of come in in the middle of the action and just like piggyback on the resistance. Oh yeah, and, but yeah. then they start to like, like I said, that you you start to like go through the game and you find out you start to get like different weapons and you start mm-hmm. to you don't really get any like new crazy abilities, but the only time you do is whenever you do like specific. Uh, uh, especially when you start killing people in specific ways, like yeah. if, you, if you kill people like stealthily, like over time, you get the chance you get uh, a perk that says, "Oh, you can carry more knives," uh, and you Great. can throw them. <laughs> if you kill, if you just go on guns a blazing, it's like, "Oh, you're uh, you can actually carry more ammo now." Mm, things like that. Cool. It, it, you, get, you get perks for playing the game the way you want to. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So it's it, they definitely thought about these kinds of things, and it was a very interesting play style. Like they they knew they knew certain people are going to want to play certain ways, right? Well, and I like that better than like the talent tree system, where yes. you're just like clicking points in. Yes, it's like you know, rewarding you for playing the game is like, better than. And so the trees. the only downside to it though is that a lot of these perks are tied to achievements, um, and so for those people that are like, I want to get all the stuff, you have to play it. There's, def- yeah. there's definitely multiple ways you have to play through it, and there's definitely different ways. There's definitely difficult, defi- definitely different difficulties you want to play with different play styles because there's definitely a level or definitely difficulty called Ubermensch. Okay. And it is like the most, or oh, sorry, it's nineteen. It's called nineteen seventy. I don't. Maybe that's not. Might be the second iteration of this uh, new Colossus. Not quite. No, not quite. <laughs> but there's definitely like one where it's just like it's it is so awful. Like you don't. If there's one, it's it's you literally cannot die. If you die, you have to restart to play the game all over again. Wow! It's and you can't save. You can't uh, save scum either. It, you, you know what I'm saying with save yeah, scum? Yeah, I get you. So you can't save scum throughout it all. So it's it's really hard to play like that. And I definitely tried it. I made it about 30 minutes and died. And I'm like, nope, I'm not getting all these achievements. Yeah, that sounds like me trying to do the Glass Soul thing for Hollow Knight. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, not happening. Do you do you like? <laughs> are you a masochist? Like how much are you like? How bad are you about that kind of thing? So uh, it definitely not my cup of tea on that end. But mm-hmm. like I said, it has those varying degrees of like difficult to help people but the biggest thing like i said for this is that they really fleshed out a lot of the gameplay and a lot of the the world for for this for this franchise that really helped to propel it into kind of a new era because at this point it kind of had fallen flat like the last the game that came out before it which was the i believe it was the 3d one no one's not the 3d i might have been something else i can't remember it might have been the spear of destiny is what they were looking for and that kind of fell flat. Didn't really go where go anywhere because they, like you said, those earlier games before uh, the Unreal Engine, they had to make their own kind of make their own uh, uh, engine for it, and it just didn't. It just didn't fly yeah, very high. Like so much dev time went into making the engines that the yeah. the levels and the gameplay were almost secondary for a lot of those early three D games. Oh yeah, very very much so. They were rough, but. What I really like, I said, about, I really like about this game, it has lots of extra little, like I said, homages to the older games. Because I played some of the older stuff, mm-hmm. but it definitely, there's definitely a point in the game where you can, like, quote unquote, like, take a nap, <laughs> and you kind of go into a dream world, and it's literally you in the old Wolfenstein game. They literally put the, they old, put the old game in. <laughs> they put the old game in. You can actually play through some of the levels, which is a really oh, cool, and it's a really cool thing. 
but they do like later on without spoiling a whole lot. They do take a lot of the, they take some of the occultism stuff uh, from some of the older games and they pay homage to that with mm-hmm. putting in similar things into the story. And it kind of gives you that boost where you're just like, oh, okay, well, now I'm kind of a, you would go from just being a regular badass to being like a badass kind of thing, you know, and it's like, okay. Yeah. It's like, so you get to that point in the in the game where it's like, okay, we're going to dial this up to help you kind of like go into the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. I enjoyed that. But it, like I said, the main thing that I really loved about this is that it, on top of all the gameplay, it's just fast paced and everything like that. They put a lot of heart into this game. What was your favorite moment? My favorite moment? Well, that's spoiling too much. My favorite moment was in the next one, and that's just because you get to shoot Hitler in the head, but that's besides the whole other story. That's nice. That is always <laughs> nice. And you watch the man fall. Well, like, at first you see him. He literally throws up, lays down on the ground, and pees himself because he's so old and he's just gone nuts at that point. And I'm like, that's a fitting end to a man that just like... <laughs> Is insane, but that's besides the point. I, I have to, you have I have to talk to you about the next one, uh, the next <laughs> one if we ever get a chance. So because they definitely they go a whole another ball game talk with that. So, um, but my favorite moment in this one it probably is. I'm trying to think because it's been a little bit while since I played this one. I'm trying to and I don't want to mix this one up with the second iterate the second game. There's definitely a bridge level in there that I really enjoyed. And uh, I'm trying to remember if that's exactly he. Man, I am man. I'm I'm blanking on what it was on there. If that's the that might be the second one I'm thinking of because that's the part where you go to North Africa. No, I'm I don't want to I don't want to say that because that would spoil that too much. So I, I'm kind of going. <laughs> I'm trying to tread lightly here because I was All trying right, to find an alternative. Shooting Hitler in the head. I that was the second game. <laughs> this game you don't even like. You just hear about him, but you definitely get like you end up facing obviously you end up facing death death set at the end but the whole point is like you basically try to go back and you try to save all your old comrades because they've been mm-hmm. stuck in this prison for you know x amount of years while you've been wasting away basically kind of falling apart okay so but i like the fact that i i guess the, i could say this the, the the thing that i like the most about the, the the moment i like the most about the game is that you kind of see that even though like the whole world has kind of gone to like hell in a handbasket essentially mm-hmm. There is are still people like they're like no I'm not going to give up essentially mm-hmm. you know like I'm going to fight to the very end and you kind of see like gradually like this giant machine thinks doesn't think anything of the little mm-hmm. fly that's whirling around it the tiger yeah. doesn't care anything about the fly around around mm-hmm. it but eventually you find out oh that's not the only little fly around eventually it's gonna there's gonna be a lot more flies yeah and you kind of see that kind of that momentum build essentially so. It's a really fun. Like, I like that idea behind it, and I've, I've always kind of been a sucker for, I guess, for underdogs essentially, because that's that's definitely what <laughs> you see here. Underdog story, yeah. That's definitely an underdog story, but I would highly recommend folks get out and playing this game. Um, just a little bit about the reception. So, here's a good idea. Just kind of an average score of what people put. I know scores don't really mean jack squat on here, uh, but a lot of places give it 81. You have to get an average score about 81 out of 100. Um, and just a little bit of like how people reviewed it. Um, so a guy that I actually, I, uh, I really, I generally appreciate a lot of his insight on some games. Um, the guy, uh, by the name of Colin Moriarty, he actually, uh, runs lasting in media, which if you guys like his stuff, you can go check him out over there. Mm-hmm. But he actually, uh, described 
the game as saying that it really shines and that it's intelligently written, brilliantly voiced, and highly polished. Um, this was even back then. Like I said, it, it's one of those games is like you don't always see unanimously people really getting together and loving it. Mm-hmm. But again, that might be something to do with killing Nazis because, I mean, let's be honest, who doesn't like killing Nazis? So, <laughs> but I, like I said, I would highly recommend you know, folks get down and watching that are playing this. Um, James, have I swayed you? Are you going to go ahead and play this game at any point? <laughs> Probably not. Okay, but, it's okay. But it sounds pretty cool. I'll tell you what, one night I will get on and my uh, I will play, I'll start playing it and I will let you watch me play it. And you that can sounds good. you can live vicariously that. through me. How about that? There you go. And you can mock me at how bad I probably glass, had I'll it. I'll get a glass of wine and I'll watch you shoot you, some Nazis. You can you can make fun of me while you can mock me while I, will, I do it. I will. You, you just say, Man, David, did you slip over your of your or your Wiener Schnitzel on that one? Did you step in some sauerkraut, David? I don't know, whatever bad German puns I, I could have in there. I don't know. <laughs> You must have had the currywurst before you got here. I probably, I probably did. It's just like your leader holds it or twisted. I don't know what I other bad German t- puns. I did something dumb, but well, since I guess since you haven't played it, how many, uh, how many Nazi zombies out of ten would you give it? Uh, I would say Nazi. How many Nazi? How many pieces of Nazi gold? If you guys have played this, that's definitely collectible in the game. Oh, so. is it? <laughs> how many pieces of Nazi gold out of ten? How many I would pieces give it? stolen Nazi gold out of ten. Uh, I would give it a. I'd probably give it an eight and a half. Honestly, yeah. I really. I said. I like. I said. I really enjoyed this game. Um, I go back and play it every once in a while. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the most recent iteration that they came out with it. They try to do some weird stuff, and I get it. They're trying to do something new with the franchise and whatnot. But the last, the those, the new Colossus and the uh, New Order mm-hmm. uh, are probably some of my favorite ones. And there's actually even a, a mid one. Um, I think it's, and I forgot what it's called. It's called like the old, like old guard or whatever, but it's basically like a prequel. It's supposed to be a prequel to this first game mm-hmm. and talk about, he, he, like they just go straight, they dive straight into the occult stuff. Like you go into like, <laughs> it's a little Bavarian village that you have to go and kill, but they do actually, they do three of them, a uh, three with BJ. And then the, then the fourth one is actually about, he's got twin daughters mm. and they go into that story a little bit, but I kind of played it a little bit. I really wasn't into it, but. I'm gonna try it again at some point and see, but it was just riddled with bugs when it came out. I think it had a real lot of, it got a really, a lot of really bad flack on it. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's my review. Or I mean, to be fair, that's that it, uh, it was basically my review. That's your love letter. Yep. <laughs> it was my love letter towards it. So <laughs> next week we'll maybe get something that James is actually uh, interested. In. <laughs> so. Interesting is good. <laughs> hey, you stuck it through Sakuna Rice and Ruin for me, so. Uh, this, this is true. <laughs> to be fair, though, so I actually, I think, I, I played, I downloaded the demo for the Switch a while ago, and I actually started playing, and I actually really enjoyed it, actually. So I might actually try and wait until it gets either, until it gets on sale, maybe on a, on a Switch mm-hmm. sale. Because right now, I don't know why, I'm really digging, like, I'm really feeling, like, craving, like, something to play on the Switch. I don't know why. Well. I know. I've got something... What do you I was have? saving it for our next episode, but Pokemon Teal Ooh. Mask, so the DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out. Oh, yesterday. oh, see, I might have to see what uh, what that's all about. I don't know if so, I uh, maybe I can maybe I can ask the uh, my uh, b- so my benevolent overlord for some uh, pocket money. Yeah, I mean it's not like earth shattering. It's it's more of the same game. <laughs> But I am having fun scratching the ADD brain going around catching Pokemon. So. Uh, it's gotta catch them all. <laughs> mm, damn Japanese know exactly what makes us tick. 
pretty much. Yes. They're like, oh, you Americans have a short attention span. Here, have more Pokemon. Catch more, catch more. Do it! And I'm just like, oh, damn it. I'm just a stupid American. I just know any better. Oh, it reminds me of the old chip Pokemon. Oh, uh, my God. Sketch. No, that was uh, South Park. Yeah, South Park. Yeah, South Is Park. It? Gotta chip Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. There's another time I catch them all. It's like I'll collect them all or something stupid. Yeah. I just I loved that so much. That was uh, that's how you know you've made you've made like a, a societal impact is whenever or cultural impact is when South Park makes fun of you. So I mean I feel like you know you've made it whenever South Park makes fun of you, but when Weird Al parodies you, that's when you know you're in the Hall of Fame. You know, pinnacle, Ooh, yeah, pinnacle, you peaked at that point, which. Random tangent. You should totally watch his. Uh, his did you watch the movie called Weird? I need to watch Weird. I, Daniel Radcliffe is amazing in that. It got nominated for a shocking number of like Grammys and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Like, oh know, wow. Awards. Yeah. It, it got. Not, I think it was nominated for like the most awards out of anything this year. Holy crap! I'm gonna have to check Which that just out. Just goes to show how much you know everyone loves Weird Al. I think the dude is amazing. I'm really sad that I missed my chance to go see him over in Illinois. Uh, Probably a few months back, actually. That was a little bit before we had uh, Stephanie, our third child. But, I mean, I was... I was like... Do you, I was like Jackie asked me if she wanted to go. And I was just like, do you really? Do you really want to go while you're like eight months... You're eight months pregnant. If he ever gets close again, we have to go. Well, he's doing... He's, he's like on... I think he's finishing up like some European yeah. uh, tour style stuff. And I, I don't know if he's going to take a break or whatnot, but... I would be down to go see him. He's got some amazing he stuff. He can't do that many more tours. I mean, he's he's, he's getting, getting sixty. Now. Yeah, he's in his sixties. So yeah, I will see. You know, maybe he comes out with one more one more record and uh, maybe, maybe more. then a farewell to farewell tour. I don't know. We'll see. I but mean, he already did the ridiculously self indulgent vanity. To be twice. twice. I know. <laughs> that's so that's how you know the it man. It was so popular. He did it twice. That's how you know the man <laughs> is uh, just a master of the tongue in cheek. So, but I would love to see him live. Yeah, but yeah. Apparently, his stage presence is amazing. So, yeah, his crew is supposed to be good. But I would be down to clown with that. So, but either way, guys, other than our Weird Al stuff, I'm glad you guys were able to come in and talk to us. And again, guys, just remember go out there and uh, don't literally shoot like real life Nazis. Um, go and kill the ones in Wolfenstein. Let's do that instead. Yeah. And enjoy uh, a good a good story while you're at it. Yeah. If you encounter a real-life Nazi, you should write angry letters to your senator. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That would be, that's the correct response to that. That is. That is. That's how I respond to James. <laughs> I send letters to my senator whenever I uh, he makes me mad. And he's just like, who the hell is James? <laughs> so, anyways. So, guys. Thanks for dropping in, James. I'm glad you were here to listen to me rant and just go crazy for a little while. I guess we'll see you guys next time when we'll... Uh, Probably be talking about uh, Pokemon. <laughs> yep, we're going to talk about Pokemon. <laughs> All right, that's confirmed. All right, guys. Pokemon it is. See you next time, guys. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.